0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outside Perspective, I'm your host, Adam Meredith. If this is your first time joining, welcome, so glad to have you here. If you are a repeat listener, you know what the deal is, you guys are the shit. Oh man, 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 oh man, this is a conversation, um, I've been looking forward to having for quite some time. It's one of those things where I wanted to get better at the craft before sitting down and having this one, so that way I could get the most out of it. But also, it's also a situation where you just kind of take things for granted um, because, you know, my guest today is somebody that's I have fairly quote unquote easy access to um and you, you take it for granted because the guy is a fucking legend and you know in the world of jujitsu, um you know he's he's a part of the royal family's court if you will. So man, uh super pumped for my guest today. Before I get to my guest, um Let me tell you about my friends over at Jumbo Superfoods. I don't know who you're using for your CBD needs. Believe me, we all um, have a need for, uh, you know, the cannabis plant. We have the endocannabinoid system, which is our internal system. You know, we have receptors that are designed for the particular compounds within the cannabis plant. CBD being one of them, Uh, you know, I get mine from... Jumbo Superfoods, and I highly recommend that you do the same. You can go to jumbocbd.com, check out their full line of products. They have bombs and uh, sprays and drops, and uh, you can save 20% just by using the code OUTSIDE when you check out. Now, sourcing is of the utmost importance when it comes to anything that you know isn't a heavy regulated industry and uh you know where it stands now cbd products fall you know they fall under essentially supplementation the supplement industry so they are not regulated like some other products are because of that it's important to make sure that what you're using is safe and it has been tested for its purity and its quality which is exactly what jumbo does um probably the number one reason why I use their products you know everybody over there at the company is just a rad human and they are on a mission to provide the best you know quality products that they're you know that you can buy so that's why I use them and I think that uh, you guys will get a lot of benefit from them as well so go check them out go to jombocbd.com Use the code outside at checkout, and you will save twenty percent off of your entire order. Now, to my guest, I told you I've already sparked. Uh, I've already been talking about him some. Um, I sit down with Professor Rodrigo Vaghi. He is a black belt under Hickson Gracie, the legendary Hickson Gracie. And uh, man, we have an excellent conversation. This is definitely not the last time I will be sitting down with Rodrigo, and I look forward to more conversations in the future. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Rodrigo you. We were rocking and rolling. All right. So, you know, I've never actually said your name to you. Um, so I never know if I'm actually saying it correctly because cause we always mess things up. It's Rodrigo Vagi. Is, it, is, it, is, it, is there an, actually a G sound there? Is it Vagi or is it Vahi? No, Vagi. Vagi. It yeah. is Vagi. Okay. Yeah all right
1: because really it's italian name but even in brazil everybody has problem with the pronunciation like same thing like nobody can say my name
0: there oh for real? <laughs>
1: so i'm like i feel like okay uh, i don't fit here don't fit there i think only if i go to italy the people will say Vagi, oh. exactly how it is
0: okay so it's italian so yes, so yes. your ancestors moved to brazil mm-hmm. from, uh, italy?
1: from yeah a uh, little before oh. second war oh, okay you know like as the, the the whole thing started building up with oh. Mussolini and all of that. And my dad just born. So they decided to go to Brazil and register my dad in Brazil. Oh. So he wouldn't be exposed to all of that.
0: And, and they'd be stuck in the middle of the... the oh, whole thing. really? So, yeah. Did you ever hear stories about that time from, like, your grandparents or your parents? A little bit.
1: Yes, a little bit. You know, my, my, my grandfather was an opera singer. And he... Uh, die when I was still pretty young because mm. he died in a, some stupid surgery, you know. Uh, su- uh, what's supposed to be a easy procedure like a at routine. the time, yeah. was 78. So he died like doing a stupid surgery, he had some complications. And
0: mm. you say he was 78,
1: he was 76. Oh, okay, for, it, but well, he, the year he died was 78.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's hard to get surgery when you're when you're older. Like like yes. we, like we were just talking yes. about like your body just doesn't recover the same.
1: Totally, totally. It's a, it's rough. It's rough.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you started competing. I, I wanted to like jump were like right uh-huh. where you started competing judo uh, judo at six. Yes, and that was your first martial art.
1: Yes, well my first martial arts. What? I used to swim and do judo.
0: Okay, so what got you into judo? Like, why? Uh,
1: yeah. My dad, my dad, being always connect with martial arts. You know, he always loved martial arts. He did karate. He did, you know, when I met he already did judo. Uh, he had a really good friends. My dad play volleyball, but on the volleyball, he played beach volleyball and play play on the field. Play for the the, the Brazilian Olympic team too. Of volleyball uh-huh. but they used to all hang out together so at the beach late, later I went to find out that he used to hang out with Carson Gracie and all the guys and ah. the people the volleyball used to hang out together okay. the judo guys they always to be at the beach so they always to know each other mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of how I started and I th- I believe that at the time he thought that was a good starting point for me Mm -hmm. you know and the first judo class that i had it was a straight after kindergarten kind of a school studio so So i go to from the school straight to the judo and my family got me later so that was to be
0: okay i did that whenever i was a kid but it was for karate i Uh I think uh karate was like the big american thing for the longest time Uh yeah i would get picked up immediately after school the studio (laughs) was right next to the school Uh i would just go straight over um, so, how long did you do judo until you actually transitioned into jiu jitsu?
1: Well, I did judo uh, all the way to 16 to 17. Okay. You know, then I uh, then as I got introduced to jiu jitsu, there was in the reality a friend of mine who used to train with Hilson Gracie. Uh, you know, I was very competitive did very well in judo, uh, never got to international or anything, but inside of the, the Brazil competitions, I was, you know, very successful, won uh, state championship, things like that. And then uh, uh, this friend of mine started showing me some movements of jiu-jitsu, uh-huh. and I got really curious about it. And, uh, and I told my dad, I said, oh, well, you know, uh, João, this friend of mine, showed me the, some movements, and I would love to know more about jiu-jitsu. Do you know anybody? And my dad said, yes, I'm really good friends with Master Elio. Oh, wow. And I know castle and everything. Where do you want to go? And at the time, uh, Master Elio used to have his school underground of a rowing stadium. Uh, It used to be really kind of like, look like those old traditional boxing gyms in the the dark In the dungeon. Yeah, in the dungeon. (laughs) Exactly like that. And then he said, I can take you there. I said, okay. And he took me there. You know, I did a class. And uh, in some way, I got, uh, you know, beat up, you know, because really on my age at the time in judo, I was just crossing over everybody yeah. you know
0: so you're state champion you wore, yeah you've been how long so when did you have, actually have your first judo competition like were you i think
1: it, they started like here you, you start with the smaller competitions of judo yeah there you go and they, they run in the city and mm-hmm. things like that and that's where i started
0: you right know? you were six though so did you train yeah. did you did you start competing at six as well yes okay. yes they,
1: they they start very early For the, the very competitions okay. yeah you know. Yeah. And,
0: so I mean, you're a decade into competing at that yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that you know, it, 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 I I have great memories for it. Uh-huh. You know, I I transitioned to better instructors. You mm-hmm. know, uh, that was the biggest difference. That the, the I don't think the person that I started with was a very recognizable like name in judo. Yeah. Was a good teacher, but you know, and then I went to as young I transitioned to George Miji, who is a very famous. Uh, judo instructor who was another friend of my dad okay and but he was very traditional he lived in japan he was japanese champion uh even if he was you know descendant of french and he was part brazilian and he went live there so i trained with him was a whole shift of mentality yeah because he was like japanese mentality Mm you know he will not cut slack because you were kid or whatever you know and and was a great experience. And in the end of my experience with judo, I switched to Flamengo, that is the club that is a soccer club, okay. but have many uh, sport activities inside. And I went to a master that, that was the master there, that was Sensei De Luca, okay. that was the time. And then ended up later on being a teacher for many of the jiu-jitsu guys, like Hoyle Gracie and things oh. like that. So a lot of those guys, through the years, start crossing from Jiu-Jitsu to Judo to perfect on competitions and maybe got that advantage of having a throw and things like that. Right,
0: yeah, because, I mean, they definitely complement each other. Yes,
1: totally, totally, totally.
0: So, I mean, like, you're throwing out some of these names and some people may not know them, but, like, you're there around, like, the origins of, like, Jiu-Jitsu and, like, in Judo. And essentially, I mean, just some of the biggest names that there is. And, like, at the time, like, like how, how does that register? You know what I mean. Like the like the time that you're in. Like it's a very special time and place. Yes. You know what I mean. Um. Like did you? And, and I wouldn't imagine, but like at the time did you understand, kind of like the people that you were learning from, and like how. Like no, special no, it not was? really.
1: Uh, I, I, sure. I, I had a huge admiration. I still, uh, you know, independent of what there is jujitsu today. Yeah. I had it. I had. I had it at the time, and I always have. The, the admiration for all of all of the the ones who are in my path because I not only create a friendship but really a admiration for the person they were even towards me on the mats and outside of the mats yeah you know but I I think I I sometimes I really stop to think and and have that you know really to Really think about and appreciate it yeah. as much as at the time looks normal for me. Right, how special it was? Yeah, you know.
0: I think today it's easier because um, you can almost really trace like your lineages. So, like for us guys around here, like we're super fortunate because it's like we know your lineage to uh, Hickson to Elio and. For, and, and knowing the history you can you can really take that time to like, oh man, like you can be super proud of your lineage. But when it's the very beginning like that and I obviously there's a lot of like honor and respect and like paying like you said, paying tribute to the people that are teaching you and the people that come before. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like today it's just it's almost easier because we all already kinda have that understanding of, of like what everybody went through and, and how it's evolved till today.
1: Yes, and I think a lot you know, it gets easier to recruit even more people because jujitsu now
0: just so has big. that
1: status and yeah. all that. When I when I started jujitsu used to be a kind of like, Oh my gosh, you're doing jujitsu. Yeah. And the large majority of people, as much as jujitsu was, really start everything, the movement start in Rio, and then spread all over Brazil. But nobody really, judo was the biggest thing. Judo is really big in Brazil. Okay. Brazil is very successful in you know, winning worlds, and a couple guys win worlds, or Olympic gold medals. And so judo has a huge, and even karate, because we've been very fortunate in martial arts in Brazil of having the direct immigrants coming to Brazil and introduce us directly that you know, right. that martial arts, without filter, without needing to be socially correct, and, you know, oh, you can be too hard on this kid. Oh, you can. No, they came from Japan, and they will train like they used to teach the kids there. My, my coach used to tell me all the time. He said, you, know, you know, when you call Khan, you're like, you know, if you do something wrong, they will smack you on the face. And if you want to leave, leave. Yeah. You have a line of people waiting outside to have the privilege of being part of being picked to train there. So that was kind of his mentality, you know. He he had to know uh, the people there who trained with him had a, an absurd amount of loyalty and, and understand how good he always was. But the large majority of people would never fit in. The, the yeah. system was so grueling, like, you know, yeah. uh, in in the intensity in class, in in the workouts, in the way he, he used to direct to us as you know.
0: Yeah. Like it wouldn't work today, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh
1: well, have, let's put it that if it was here would have a lot of lawsuits. <laughs> oh man.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's just that's just the time. That just speaks of it. So how long were you in that system for?
1: So I was there all the way to purple, getting close to, to brown. Oh yeah. And then I went to I started going to 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 Flamengo.
0: Okay. Now, how, how much different was, um, like, the jiu-jitsu structure compared to that structure?
1: Well, the jiu-jitsu structure that I started was very different even from today. Okay. The, 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 and, I was, and I considered that I was very privileged on it because the, the structures of the class were very long. Uh, the classes end up to being close to three hours class. And okay. And we used to have an, a huge amount of self-defense in the beginning. And then all the part on the ground. So the classes are very, very extensive. And as through the years, as we progress, I think, was not commercially as interesting to do classes like that because a lot of people who have family and things like that, not me as a kid, but would it be hard to retain students on that way? So yeah. more and more as jiu-jitsu started evolving, I noticed some of the part of the self-defense start slowly getting away yeah you know i think much more when hickson moved to united states i think that the classes started really focusing be a more direct class that would go for maybe a throw or maybe maybe a wall self-defense or whatever but immediately would go straight to the ground and focus most on the ground fighting part
0: yeah yeah i mean just with that popularity that's what everybody wanted to learn yes and this is kind of what the market called for. So, uh-huh. Yeah, so people catered to that. Yes. So what were those What were those early days like? Like, what was that gym like? Um, who was so, Master Elio was teaching at that time?
1: So Master Elio teach a lot of the classes, and Hickson, uh, uh, the majority of classes that I got, Hickson was teaching. Unless when Helson was in town and, uh, and who run the class or things like that, or visiting uh, one of the brothers, you know, uh, everybody was really young. You know, I was you know coming from white to yellow, and Hoiler, Hoys, uh, all the brothers were probably like blue belt to purple and yeah. things like that. And you know, but they already teaching us as the kids class, and and I, I have an amazing memories. I have really amazing memories. But Hickson was the 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 call on it, and you know, and Master used to sit on the little chair. A lot of times in the corner yeah. of the room and observe, and sometimes put the the, the gi and come into the mats and, and make the calls. <laughs> and he thinks that he thought there, uh, you know, he didn't like it or or a technique that was probably something that he didn't agree. Or yeah. if we do something wrong, he used to pull us to the side and say, "Hey, why are you doing this or why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Uh, let let me show you." And you know, and that was a very you know privilege. Yeah. time on for it for him to take that yeah, time. Yeah, so it was incredible.
0: Right. Um, now did he I I remember I think I read something saying like he wasn't really a fan of the belt system and that for the longest time that he just wore a blue belt.
1: Yeah, I, I when I started you, you uh, any memories uh of the, that? The, the 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 already had the 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 belt system, okay. you know. So so I I think I think Marcelo, in the end, uh, was a little maybe disappointed with how the progress of maybe the belts were going. And, uh, you know, because my time was, Marcelo used to be, you know, the jiu used to be very direct. I remember a couple of my friends who were ahead of me and and won the black, you know, got a black belt and things like that. Marcelo used to do Dudu, that was a great friend of mine who used to train with Higson. I uh, was one of my good friends that used to be Higson's best student, Marcelo Bering who unfortunately died is somebody that I really have dear in my heart and uh and and some of those guys were like you know as good as they were in training master used to I remember to do when he won he said hey you go to the competition as black belt if you win you can keep it oh. so it was and he won the whole thing yeah so but that that's what it was you know uh, the belt system used to be much tougher yeah much tougher much tougher.
0: Like tougher to get pro- uh, pro- to get
1: promoted. You could be winning everything. I remember in blue belt I was v- for sure was of the belts that I not only compete the most but I was very successful in everything that I was competing and probably was one of my longest belts. Yeah. You know it's like, so it's kind of ironic you know and then Mastrali promoted me to, to purple and then from then on you know the uh the, the, the I think Jorge Hickson was in Brazil and had Holer Hoker, then I got the brown and then later on the the, the, the black so
0: okay. So how long um, and, and not that time really matters, but um, like what was like what was that length for you? Um, from uh, if,
1: I, if I put the time because I, I think one of the tricky parts in in jiu Jitsu is that everybody count from the time they started mm-hmm. and not the time they are active.
0: Right, that's so true. You're so you say, The yeah. guy's
1: like, "Oh man, I've been doing jujitsu for 20 years." Uh, no, you've been class 10 years. Right. But you think it's like a country club that you punch the card and that the clock starts ticking the day you started? No. No. If you don't show up for a year, that year doesn't count.
0: No. Yeah, you'll <laughs> lose it. Yeah, you, really you know. Do. So, yeah. so
1: yeah, I have even people that I got in kind of a, uh, you know, not arguments but really in in conversations about that because I said, you know, like I went to the military. So, and I have, you know, between injuries, collarbone broken and foot and all of that. I got eliminated at least three to three and a half years of the period of time that Mm. that I got my blue belt, you know, that I was probably, what, 16 going to 17? Yeah. And my time that I got my black belt, that was 25.
0: Okay. Yeah, so... I mean, yeah, because when the body's recovering, I mean you're not training Yeah,
1: you you're not training. So there's no reason for me to tell that I'm if I'm not coming to the school and not training yeah. or that's still counting as time that I'm doing jiu I disagree with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. What about those guys who just like come and just watch class? Uh you, you that have count? that. You does that know? count for something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. No,
1: I'm on my time didn't, you know. Yeah. I, I knew where they have some guys who who Maybe because of their position, uh, what I admire is that it doesn't matter how hard you work, and it doesn't matter if you're the top competitor. Like I have many friends of mine that are, are, are so successful, and and or the average guy who competes sometimes, or the guy who never compete, but everybody was forced to put a. A huge amount of dedication and time yeah. into the learning process. Yeah. I don't care if it was the guy who who does privates or whatever, you know. I v- I did very few that I had opportunity to do with Hickson. God knows, like at the time, if I knew it, I would have done like once every day. Yeah, because <laughs> it was not, you know, like. But at the time, it was not, you know. Hey, I'm doing once a week with Hickson, and then he came to United States, and I stopped uh, doing with him. But you know, but it's. Like, like, you know, but th- th- even with them, they still require a, a huge amount of dedication. Yeah. You know, they would roll with the instructor if it was Harley teaching or Hawker teaching. They would do the technique and then the instructor will push them in the end or roll a little bit, see where they're at. So still require, you know, yeah. all this dedication. Because I think that that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Today.
0: Yeah. And especially... um and, I don't know, it seems like they're, even, like, on as, like, professors and instructors, they're very, like, active and involved with, it seems like, the students mm-hmm. and, and constantly kind of monitoring their progress. Um, now, with the with the way, like, jujitsu's kind of gone, it's, it's very, like, sport jujitsu. Um, you have, like, a lot of guys that will... Um, like they'll just kind of like train jujitsu and like competition may not even be like a part of it. And they just like, just the art of just like learning all the different aspects and training. Mm-hmm. Were there a lot of guys like that back in the day? Um, uh, was that a thing to where people just, just did jujitsu, um, would never like any intention of ever like competing or using it?
1: No, I, I think, I think, everybody I think the aspect at the time much more because we had an extensive part of self-defense right everybody would have do it in the case of hey I'm feeling more confident yeah and I think as you get into it and you start rolling and start getting comfortable hey maybe I will try the competition yeah you know sure doesn't didn't have it that that mindset that we have today because it's so big there's so much recognition so much status yeah that a lot of people want to do it uh, for the status too right when something doesn't have the the doesn't produce any kind of uh, image or put it out there. I think less people will be, you know, inclined to. Hey, I'm gonna dedicate to something that nobody cares what it is. Yeah. You know, because at the time that's what it was. When you start jujitsu, people are like, "What?
0: What is that? Why it's are like, you doing well, oh, that? Oh,
1: what is that? Oh, oh, it's a choke. Oh, whoa. Oh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now it's just so much bigger, right? Yeah,
1: it, and 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 the quality. You know, I think because of the size attract more and more athletic guys who are who would have been incredible in any sport. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that, no doubt, the level is just like you see guys now today they' are, you know, on, on my time, big, big guys used to be really overweight mm-hmm. and they used to have a very dominant slow game and things like that and you watch today these heavyweights
0: oh my gosh those oh. guys move fast. yeah man totally different athletes incredible today. incredible incredible have you seen this kid gordon ryan yes yes yes. he's amazing yeah
1: he's amazing and he, you know and i think has a lot that how Hansel create the things into the into the school now there you know i i, I admire so much as somebody that i always look up to At hanzo is not only as a as a mentor or instructor but as a friend and and the way that he teaches and all that he's he's incredible so yeah
0: he's created something very special up in the northeast yes he did Yes, yeah he has quite a few yeah
1: no surprise on it he's just he's just always been incredible since i know him as you know as a kid from surfing and being a cabra mar that is a uh, a, a beach in the entrance of uh, of Barra de Tijuca, okay you know so we, a lot of us we used to hang out there you know and, and go surf and things like that so
0: yeah so what were like what was a typical training day like back you know back in those days was it i mean you would train it sounds like a lot of time spent on the beach surfing doing different things like what like what is everybody doing
1: yeah so the the, the training normally used to consist most of the trains used to be at night and mostly like at least on, on 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 the Gracie School that we're at. And most during the day used to be mostly private. Okay. Then later on they started opening some classes at noon and and some class uh, even much later, I think Saturday at noon and things like that. But weekends nobody would even wanna really talk too much unless it was something specific for a competition or something like mm-hmm. that. But the busier classes were definitely evening classes okay. at the time.
0: Well, now, were you doing jiu-jitsu full-time at this time? Or were you just training jiu-jitsu and also working? Like, what was life like for you?
1: Well, depending on the The on where I start. So I started working. I, I was in college and working with my dad, what I cannot really call work. But I was there trying to trying to. tell people that I was working, <laughs> Yeah, it you looked know, like to it. make some, <laughs> some <laughs> money on the side or justify whatever money I'm getting from my dad. You know, and then I still training. Sometimes I will go at noon classes and at night. Okay. You know? So the maximum there would be a two class, you know, and even for that at the time was a lot. If you go into class a day and things like that, you're already really putting yourself out there to doing more than other people oh, are yeah. doing. I yeah. I mean, training twice a day for yeah.
0: sure. Um and then, so you're working, you're training. How long were you doing two-a-days? Or actually, how many days a week was that? Like five days a week?
1: No, no. Uh, normally, it was uh, one day, and the next day won't have it, the class. Oh, okay. So, so like if we, let's say, that we have the class, I think it was Tuesdays, Thursdays, and later on Saturdays that we had it. Oh, okay. And, uh, and the night class is always evening, so it used to be very similar What I tried to copy the schedule. There used to be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday's technique. With some sp- positional sparring in the end, yeah, and and Tuesday, Thursday sparring, full sparring, straight, and Saturday the same way.
0: Okay, now we're um, uh, we're all like submissions legal back. You know what I mean? S- now with with IBJJF and the rules that, yes. that they put in place, um, was it always like that? Where you know, there's no heel hooks or no reaping or no knee bars but ser- like below certain levels. Yeah, heel hooks,
1: I've I, I seen before, but nobody used it because it always used to be illegal yeah. from the sport. Okay. Uh, foot locks used to be a very, look as a very uh, cheat, kind of not technical movement.
0: Okay, same thing with wrist
1: locks. So, wrist locks, I, I, I remember wrist locks coming a little bit later uh-huh. on it, and, you know, and... and and I think he got more a jump start on it because of the self-defense aspect. But with the foot locks, he always was part, but it used to be look, oh, this guy's not very technical. Okay. So he is his way out is go for foot lock because he cannot do anything else. Yeah, you know like I, I remember goes to competitions where somebody got finishing a foot lock and the stadium boo.
0: Really, the guy because he not, finished in a footlock. Yeah, it just looked like, looked as dirty.
1: Yeah, yeah, it looks like you know. Oh, okay, he cannot do arm bars, he cannot do triangles, he cannot do chokes, and so he goes into a footlock because he cannot do anything else. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah. Some people still feel that way. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the leg game today?
1: No, I, I like it. I, 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 just the, I like it a lot. I just the the the. I think my my the concern is there the game extremely shifts to, to just one side.
0: Yeah.
1: And turns to only legs, 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 and we we discourage people to be a complete. You know, it doesn't matter if you like legs, but I think if you just go and and compete, and that's the only thing you do. Yeah. Even if you are successful, uh, I'm not saying it's, it's proven that it's highly successful because you see. You know the, the 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 guys now they're incredible. You yeah. Know? And uh, but I think even for a spectator, as as I can admire whatever because I watch and I still love it to watch it, uh, the competitions and and much more than Ogi, You yeah. know because really is where the Hill hook, hook will play. Right. In Abu Dhabi, some of the Polaris or t- some of these other competitions. Yeah. I still admire, it, but sometimes it, it is cool to see the transitions on a back take and, right. and you know. So I think I think. Abu Dhabi would be the one that I like the most to watch with because everybody's so well prepared there that yeah. it's not so easy to just hunt for foots the whole time.
0: Yeah, the competition, I mean, to make it to that level in that tournament, then yes. you have to be really, really good. Yeah, so.
1: the, the level there is incredible. Much more today, the same as Jiu-Jitsu yeah. The guys going in are incredible
0: yeah but yeah I mean it, it is real easy to get just singular minded to where you only focus on one thing and I, you, you definitely want to keep like a, a whole picture with yes. jiu Jitsu and not get stuck on one thing you do see that a lot yeah
1: you and I kind of understand because it, it it is different like you know I, and I tell the guys here if you if you're training with somebody or if you're not used to training with someone who's constantly hunting hunting your foot, and looking for positions, you're going to pay the price in the beginning because you need to f- train with somebody with that mindset yeah. to get used to that game. It because helps. if you go and you do a normal jujitsu, and now you go into a place to train and the main thing with everybody there is just transition from one to the next to the heel hook to the foot to this – and you're not used to that, you're going to feel like, man, am I a white belt again?
0: Yeah, it's a whole nother level. Um, I went to Austin, Texas and competed, and it's a very big um, 10th Planet Uh Jiu-Jitsu scene uh down there. So lots of legs, a lot of nogi, and um, just this, I think it was in March, and I went with a guy. And um, just the whole time he was just searching for a knee bar just the entire time. So there are definitely people out there. Even if it's not a part of your main game, it, def- it definitely helps to at least have seen it and trained it a little bit. So you know had to at least the very um, minimum, like, defend it.
1: Yes, being able to recognize and anticipate a little, you know, be yeah. a little bit ahead of.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, what are your thoughts on kind of there's – like this emerging scene in jujitsu of um of the uh, like the submission only as opposed like no points submission only a little bit longer rounds like have you have you seen these like, yeah like the ebi usually formats i'm uh-huh. um, like what are your thoughts on those like do you have a preference or like if you if you had to choose between you know like the ibjjf like the point system or like the longer rounds and like no points and submission only
1: i i like the the, the where Jeff is taking, I think, you know, or or, or originally, I think sometimes Jeff is just not, and, and it's a, a hard criticism because it's not easy. Yeah. Is the sport progress so quickly mm-hmm. and would have needed a group of people to stay. I know Hickson is always trying to, always been that way because when we start competitions, you know, when I compete, uh, we didn't really keep a track of of the the points. Okay. You know, it used to be like we're going after submission and, and not submitting each other used to be a consequence of both being in an even level or a good match or whatever. And then in the end, you kind of start getting a little conscious of what it was and have the flags on the table where they were raised to who had the more points or who the referees would thought was the, the, the best in the match. Yeah. But you know, you didn't have the monitor, you didn't have all that. That I understand helps, but in some way that helps the guy to stall you, or because he's looking. Some of the guys are excellent, and they're looking and seeing the time. Oh, I have a, I have two points. So even if I take a warning and take a negative point, I still ahead. So I'll take whatever. Yeah, they start playing. So I think that the, the challenge with all of that is to how you're gonna make the sport to be. Aggressive and, and that, you know, and I, I would love it too if they really be able to bring Hickson because Hickson has such a vision for it, you know, even in F he he would be able to implement that vision and they would utilize him as a, hey, what do you think here? You know, OK, let's cut this position off and penalize this guy because he's been 50-50 for, for five minutes, yeah. you know, and then, you know, or some limitation that if you, if you are in control of a position, you can only hold that position or make something happen for 15 seconds, something like that. Yeah. They'll force you to, okay, I got it, but I got to evolve yeah. immediately, you know, and I know you have with basic positions like cross side and things like that, but have a lot of more complicated positions with lapels and things like that, they they're, it's forever. <laughs> it really <laughs> you know? is. Yeah.
0: I mean, if they get, if if they use your your, uh, your lapel against you, or like you said, the 50-50 position. Yes. I got stuck in a 50-50 position, and the guy was just cranking and cranking. But it's like you're not doing anything. We're just like stuck here right now. So if yeah, if there was something like in place to like limit those positions.
1: Yeah, I like more the the idea that we would be fighting to submit each other. Yeah, and if that doesn't happen, hey, let's see what happened. Who fought and who had more dominant positions? Okay, yeah, or who had more attempts of submission? You know, whatever. But I think the the submission should be, the 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 most important you yeah. know i think that that's the the fun of getting to the end of the game is is the, what we're trying to achieve
0: right yeah i mean to get somebody to tap out right so yes Do you, so what are your thoughts on so is it very important to you to get the takedown or like are you because some people like to make fun of people who pull guard um, yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on people who pull guard or, like, is that is that acceptable to you? Or, like, is it better just to be on top in a more dominant position? Uh,
1: I think it's acceptable. But if it's a choice that you're avoiding something, I think it should be penalized. So I think if I decided to pull guard and I believe that my guard is that aggressive yeah. and really can make a difference, I will take two negative points.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, if— Because
1: if, if you cannot do stand-up— uh, or you decide to do stand up and take a risk of losing those same two points, but maybe maybe not falling into the guard that you wanted. Yeah. But I think should I have even if it's a minus one point or something there, but okay, if you are pulling guard, you taking the responsibility of being the aggressive into the game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. you're doing something that you're avoiding. So why not? I think I I, I believe that I don't I don't like to pull guard and I know have so many guys that are amazing on it, but I think if you are avoiding a situation, you should be penalizing some way, yeah. po- one point or maybe, two points maybe won't make a lot of sense because that will be the equivalent of the takedown, but at least a negative point. Yeah. That now you know, oh, I can go here for an advantage, I got to,
0: you have to do something, sweep
1: or submit or do something from there. So yeah,
0: no, that makes sense um, because I've found that, like the more that I've kind of discovered my game, that I feel more dangerous from my mm-hmm. back. Like I feel like I'm going to sweep you or mm-hmm. I'm going to submit you. I'm going to keep you like I'm going to put you in a very dangerous spot. I feel very confident. Uh-huh. In that. So I would be willing to take a negative one point. To sit to sit on my butt and like get my foot in your hip and start working yes. like my game, uh-huh. like I would do that.
1: And I think the game would be naturally more aggressive because as soon as you know that you are putting yourself onto that position, right, you would say, "Hey, I know what I'm doing, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna really push the pace you on have this to thing, now, yes. right?" Because yes. you're already in the yes. hole,
0: yeah. So you better be confident in your guard at that point. Totally. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, man. There's definitely some things I feel like um, could could definitely maybe improve the sport and make it maybe a little bit more attractive. Um, I, I, I competed, like, for the first time, like, on, like, the big scale at Worlds last year, and it is a different experience.
1: Uh, very different.
0: Yeah. Um, you've been competing on that level, though, for, like, a long time. So, I mean, how have you seen it evolve?
1: Uh, I evolve a lot because of uh, much more the transition coming to United States because of the... the, the uh, not only this part of growing to the athletes and and bringing more people so naturally you know but with the, the fact of coming to united states with the fact of having the transition of wrestling you know not so in judo but in the wrestlers and things like that where you face more in brazil you face a lot of half guard guys and, and very technical and things like that it maybe now is changing a little bit after jiu-jitsu came to united states but here is a much tougher uh, situation to maybe get the top. Yeah. You know, you're probably going to find a more resistance or bigger resistance in the the higher percentage of your division, you know. Yeah. And you see more balanced guys that are top-bottom guys. Mm-hmm. They can do, oh, oh, this guy's too good for me on the top, and then maybe I'm going to go to the bottom, you know. Yeah. But I think that, if I would have seen it, would be the biggest. I think Jiu-Jitsu a lot in a stronger sense, with the wrestling corporation yeah. you know, coming in and a lot of amazing, great wrestlers joining Jiu-Jitsu and, and I think was very positive for it.
0: Yeah, if, if there's anything that probably would, if I could think of it, that's probably like one of the biggest things that maybe America did for Jiu-Jitsu was like introduce wrestling more so to it. Yes. Yeah, I mean... B- B-
1: Jiu-Jitsu had a wrestling, but it was a very basic, fundamental you know yeah and, and was uh we call Bayana, as <laughs> like you know that is you know the lombo double leg takedown or waist takedown a kind of more a greco kind of a style and things like that but i see very positive i don't you know some of the not only my best friends but best students that that i had it and have uh came a part of them came to wrestling and, and my son wrestled and all that. And I love it. I wish the only the only thing that I had is that, uh, you know, is that I wish that I grew younger yeah, here yeah, yeah. or came younger that yeah. I could have learned wrestling here because right. I, I love it. I love this sport. I oh, love yeah. it. It's it's really – it's a easy – Identifying yourself with one time you like grappling, identifying yourself with wrestling is very easy.
0: Oh yeah, I started as a wrestler, mm-hmm. and um, it definitely it was like I always explain it as like my first like movement language because. A lot of times, like we call these different things different names. It could be the same thing, but somebody will call it different so like some people call it an arm bar, some people call yes. it an arm lock, mm-hmm. right, but it's the same thing yeah and um so I always relate things to like wrestling terms in my mind, and it's a very natural transition just to go into into jujitsu. and even now i've been- con- i've been coaching kids jujitsu now with um with Tracy for yes. just over two years. And you're seeing these kids go into wrestling, and you know, like now jujitsu is having a direct effect on like high school wrestling across the country mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you just have this different feel for grappling and angles and, and a different way to control the hips, and it's it's like changing that whole scene now. Yes,
1: I had many kids who came out from never wrestling before. We had a couple here, and and other kids younger, depend of the, the age there, but they and they transition to wrestling and. They got like, where did you wrestle before? I said, oh, I never wrestled before. I did jujitsu. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh, you like.
0: Yeah. Uh, they look at it completely different. Yes. 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 Yeah, um, and I, th- I think of of Tracy's son, Hickson. Uh huh. I mean, obviously, he's been doing jujitsu forever, and then now he's just like a killer wrestler. Yeah. And a lot of that's just all jujitsu. Uh huh. Yeah. So it really changes things. Um. How? So when did you come to the states?
1: I came to the states, uh, to start teaching Ninety Seven. Okay. So I opened the school. There used to be a, my first school in '97, so I came for a period of time in '96, and and met with the guy who turned out to be my partner. Uh, at the time, he used to teach uh, hapkido at the time, and I, you know, and he helped me out a lot in in, in getting here, getting my uh, 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 athlete visa, yeah. and all of that. So you know, and then we decided, okay, you're gonna teach some of the stand up, and he will teach hapkido, and I will focus. Everything on on the ground and yeah. teaching jiu-jitsu. so that's
0: how everything started. So and you first came and you and you came to St. Louis first and have been. here? Yes, I
1: I been I I really travel all over. Mm-hmm. My sister at the time was uh, in San Diego, uh, living and studying there, you know. And then I I went there, visit her, went hang out with Hickson, trained there for a while. And at the time, Hickson even wanted me to to to. To go there and be in California and everything we always had it. not only the master student relation, but we had a friendship. I we went outside I had many times that I had no ride going home and I used to <laughs> I used to jump on the I remember Hickson used to have this old caravan it used to be like a Chevrolet and old uh, wagon and brown it used <laughs> to be loaded with. Load with Papaya boxes. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I, he would see me or I get out of jujitsu. jitsu He's like, oh, do you have a ride home? I said, no, I'm going to get the bus. And he used to give me a ride home and drop me at a house and then go, oh, yeah. you know, yeah.
0: Oh, he's super nice. What, were like, what were those rides like? What, what do you guys talk about on the? Road? Oh,
1: really cool. But it was more about some things in class. You know, I was really
0: yeah.
1: It's, just, it's kind of the, those things that we talk about. It. If I knew it better, <laughs> I would have used everything of those rides to get any yeah. any comment or any you know input. But it was so natural. You know, he would treat me so always, always. You know, the the friendship and and the way outside of the mats that. It, I will never forget,
0: yeah, you know? did everybody know how big he was on the world scene at the time
1: no i I don't think so because of the 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 you know the if you if you look the the dynasty with with the family always had it a build up to have the the family champion, yeah, because the, the family always came to trying to prove that jujitsu had a space you know in the martial arts and was the best martial art and you know, so you came through Master Elio and then Carson Gracie and then, you know, and then have Holes and then had Hickson, and, you know, and, and plus the students under. But, you know, but that was the, the, the natural sequence that was creating their family champion. Yes. There was when the things got really ugly and somebody said, eh, I don't think jiu is all that. Oh, OK, talk here with him. Yeah. You know, and you want challenge that's the guy There's you're always challenge. somebody ready to yes challenge. yes,
0: huh so and this is and this is before anybody kind of had the idea of of any sort of uh like sport of it. this is just be- like out of just pride is it like Yeah. What, like what's driving it, it, what that, it,
1: what, it, what it, oh, I think that is what i i I see today, and people do not have a grasp or an idea of really what it was because. Today and I admire. I have so many friends and, and great students and fighters, and I think that's totally right. That they should be. They are totally underpaid anyway, but they they're getting paid. But when you're fighting for nothing, just to representing what you believe, yeah, and you got to be always ready. I don't think people really understand that.
0: Yeah, that's something else. It's like what's really driving. You that? know,
1: because it is. And in, in, in many in many stories there is like is a different. They're like, hey. Sure, has a build-up to the fight. That emotional, that that that, that adrenaline. But I tell, you, hey, you have three months to be ready. You're going to be fighting this guy. You know, okay. But if you are the one carrying the flag, if a guy, you can be went out last night, went out with your girlfriend, and had a great time. or oh, and tomorrow at noon, somebody knocked your head at the door and said, "I want to challenge you."
0: Right, and they been. I trained. don't think
1: he. It, it doesn't matter. Right, and you came back out.
0: Yeah, you have no choice.
1: So that that is what a lot of people don't understand. Like even more with Hickson, he faced that so many times. You people know, just show just walk up. in. Like Google did that. Oh. U- Google did that. Uh have the, the oh I think it's Andy Anju, the the Japanese guy, did that in California. Okay. Walk into his school. You know, Higson was out Hickson was having breakfast with his family. The guy walked in and said, I'm here to challenge you.
0: And he just has to And say you yes. got to do
1: it. You got to do it. You can't be oh, we're going to make it up on time. It's Like because it's all about the pride and if you say oh, it's not now, the guy, "Oh, see? Yeah. I knew it, man. <laughs> I knew it."
0: Yeah, I knew you were soft. You, so, yeah. you know,
1: he can be prep, you know, getting ready for months. He has the element of the surprise of coming in, you know. Right. With Google was the same thing because with Ugo even when, when we had the whole thing with Valitudo and all of that, Hickson was already coming to U.S., was preparing to come to U.S., and Ugo at the time was, you know, the, the head, the big guy for, for Luta Livre. Okay. There was kind of a, a revolution of a little bit of the guys who were not some of the stand-up guys who lost to jiu-jitsu on the challenge, mm-hmm. and they want to start building something to do some grappling, you know, and they started calling themselves Luta Livre because they train with the pants but not the top. Oh, Okay. So that's how the whole thing started. And Ugo used to be, used to teach, I think, I, I believe, I'm not 100% sure, but he used to teach, I think, in the police academy and and then really big guy, tough, very tough guy. And he was, for what I heard, going around town, as well as Hickson, he's checking out and uh, And that's where it happened, you know, I think it was Hansel or someone called Hickson and told him, I was at the beach at the time, but he called and told that he was at the beach okay you know and at the time hickson was getting ready to leave but he was like man i can't leave like that oh, he has because to if i first. if i leave it's going to look like i'm running yeah you know and you
0: can't have that Even and
1: th- then he went to the beach and and happened that's where it happened the first in the grace in action yeah it's a that's what happened
0: now whenever he like he had to take these challenges did he absolutely have to wear his gi like no he, he, no did, like no. He didn't have to, right? He no. Hickson
1: never was... Uh, we had a couple of challenges, but I never... I don't remember. I remember going really young. Uh, my first valitudo was exactly with those guys who end up being the guys for, for uh, Luta Livre. Okay. So the first valitudo, you know, I went to... I remember at the time, not only my dad had a great relationship because we had a house in the mountains close to Master Eli's house. That's how my dad... Even if Ma- Master Ellie was much older than my dad, that's how my dad knew it. Yeah. Is, is from having the house closed. Neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> and my and my grandmother used to be, My gosh, don't don't hang out to those crazy kids. <laughs> it's like, rough, you know, because huh? my dad had said at the time he wanna learn jiu jitsu. And my grandmother was like, No way, you crazy. Much more at the time. My gosh, like, you yeah. know, my dad's from thirty seven, so like at that time you talk about Jiu-Jitsu and Fighting my my grandma was like, there's not a
0: chance. Yeah, that's just hoodlums and gangbangers doing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So
1: you know, had some really really tough guys who were the core guys that Michelle had at the time doing it with with him. So
0: yeah, um, man, I, 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 what was I going to ask you? Um, so uh, like during that time, like when oh, I know what I want to ask you. Oh, the that the. When they're on on the beach uh-huh. and and like they're so, does he know like the guys coming like he he like they schedule that like how long does he have is it the same day, same like, day like does he just have like matter of like hours and he just no. goes and just is now right now is right. now so he like so like that one time when he he's like eating he's eating breakfast yes. with his family he just has to stop eating breakfast yeah. right in that moment and
1: put a pick up the jump on a oh, bike. Wow. Yeah. And go. There's no. <laughs> that is a
0: whole other level of, of like commitment because you're always ready. How long did Hickson hold the flag for, like the family?
1: I think hold for for a very long time. Can the the the. the
0: did, can you hear me now?
1: Yeah, it's. Now I can. Okay. Now I'm back. I can't hear my voice back again. Okay, I bumped it. Yeah. Right. So the, the 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 reality is there. Like even on the on the on the beach and things like that. On the beach, the first time that he fought Ugo was was that kind of a situation. Somebody knew it, that Ugo was telling around yeah. town that he want to face Hickson and this and that, and Hickson didn't want to face. Him. And then somebody called and told, you know, and Hickson went to the beach yeah. and and then he came to him and asked, "Oh, yeah. you are the guy who's been talking and all that?" And he said, "Yes." And if you're watching the video, Higson. Smack yeah. him and everybody was already hyped it up I don't and think I've seen the video. You've never seen the video no, it's to... in Grace and Action. If you watch Grace and Action one and Two, okay. they have the 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 whole scene. It's kind of a little bit confused, but you you, you will see it and Hickson came and
0: I need to s- check it out. Smack. Yeah. I it. watched Choke. That was a great documentary. Yes, it's great. Were you around during that time?
1: Yeah. I was I was uh he you know, that was the time that he start. they decided to move to look forward to expand jiu-jitsu outside of brazil yeah so
0: yeah i just didn't know if like you were like i guess meant more so like were you like there for like the filming like because i remember there's no it's there not a, okay. most of the
1: filming was done I know there's if ch- you look a lot in japan yeah yeah so there's like, like one alive. or two scenes yes, like at the actual, yes, actual yes. school yeah
0: Okay. I was just wondering. So did did Hickson have any like influence on you coming to the States? I know you said he wanted you to go to California. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mean did you kinda seek like advice from him? No, no. I, I,
1: I, I at the time I was, you know, I was working stock market. Okay. And I was really burned out of stock market, you know. Yeah. And 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 my desire was come to to be with Hickson, things like that. But my other part of the desire was do something on my own with my own mistakes, with my own choices, and see how far I could get it.
0: Oh wow! So you just—you definitely took like the ultimate like entrepreneurial leap, right? I mean, you were—you went to you went to school, you got your degree. It sounds like you were working kind of like in a corporate stock market scene. Yeah, I
1: work. I worked for for six six years to, yeah. to around that, and it just
0: wasn't what you wanted to be doing, right? Uh-huh. So you came to the united states and started a jiu-jitsu and they started teaching jujitsu. jitsu yeah. yeah like <laughs> yeah
1: it's a big crazy transition i don't think were at you, the time my family was a big yeah. fan of but uh were you nervous i was very nervous yeah i had a, i remember having nightmares in the flight yeah because i barely speak english at the time uh you know, very basic, more asking for food or buy something, but I really didn't. So I'm kind of imagining myself resolving problems of the day by day stuff. You know. Yeah. And and but make me grow a lot. Like I I think sometimes people don't realize how difficult it is. You know, like even for the most basic things, getting an argument on the phone because your bill was a little higher or something, and the other person from the other side starts speaking really fast, and you're like, whoa.
0: Yeah. Uh, boom. Hang
1: up. <laughs> and okay, I gotta prepare myself and call back again. You know, yeah. like
0: because you have because you're like thinking, what do those words mean? Oh,
1: uh, and, and and more. The person thinks that you really know the language. They will naturally pick it up and start speaking faster, or they would they would shift from a subject that is maybe related what you talking about it. But then you lost totally track what it was that oh what you know yeah. I, I remember being <laughs> i used to tell i tell my kids that there used to be the funniest thing is doing those automatic uh that you gotta press one for this or press two for that and i used to press zero 50 times so i can hear again what choice i need to make it yeah so i was like press one for this touch two for that for i was like I didn't got anything. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Repeat go to the main menu and press again. Yeah. And I was like over and over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, well
0: there. I speak, I the English is my first language yeah. and I do that. <laughs> 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 they just go too fast, <laughs> man. And English is such a weird language because s- like one word can have multiple meanings. Yes. And I can, it's just so it's just so confusing. It's very confusing. Yeah. I I want to learn other languages, and sometimes, and maybe it's just an excuse, but because I learn English first, it almost makes it harder to learn other languages because the structure is a little bit different. No, we really don't.
1: Uh, you don't think so? Uh, no, I think the challenge is the same. I think the challenge is the same because the structure for Portuguese is totally different and And that, I think, is the one of the most difficult transitions for everyone who wants to learn the language there in the beginning, you want to think in your native language, yes, and translate it to to whatever you you think other words will fit in the language that you're trying to learn so for me it was Thinking in Portuguese and translating my mind and trying to say in English. But then everything goes wrong. Right. So you can't, you know. And I I remember somebody, I don't know if I read or somebody told me that, that you truly only learn a language when you (laughs) were two things. And you start thinking through on that language, but you have your first dream Mm. in that language. And I I never forgot it was my first time that I had a dream in English. I'm like, what the heck is just going on? It's like, what? (laughs) I was like... What as yeah. I pop out of bed, it was like you know, was a, a surreal kind of experience for me, I you know, bet. because before it was always you know natural. Somebody said this or that in Portuguese and whatever, but I never forgot. That was my first. I yeah. was like, maybe now I learn enough. No, I didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's my challenge is just to to stop thinking in English and just thinking in like in the way of like the structure of the language because like the rule structures of english is just it's backwards from everybody else yes
1: else's. the verbs and how you position the verbs into the sentence like you know portuguese will be very more similar to spanish and french exactly right so know. like
0: if you understand portuguese it's probably a little bit easier to understand spanish or to understand yes. french or yes. one of those other romance uh-huh. languages so in that sense you can you can learn like five languages yeah so fairly easily just because the structures are the same Uh uh with English like the structure is completely backwards so I'm having a hard time just like breaking those rules and just like learning the new rules the cool
1: is that you gotta approach in in a fun way yeah so then you don't feel like you know for me it was uh, in some way sure I put myself on that situation because nobody forced me to come and and shift my whole life but it it, for me it was a matter of survival You yeah. know? I was like, uh, I better figure it out. So I watch ESPN with subtitles. That's what my, my biggest friend. Okay. Or I'll come to class and say something and somebody, w- w- would you mean that? <laughs> and I'm like,
0: yes. <laughs>
1: and I try to memorize for that. But I still, I still like, it was not too long ago. You know, I, I will say something or was arm, I used to say that the arm pit, I used to say arm pivot. Arm pivot. And then my son was like, what? And I was like, you know, and that's the funny, because when you have your kids correcting you, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. So I tell them, I said, when you can speak more than one language, you come talk with me. Right, you
0: know? yeah, yeah, then we have some. Then we have something to talk about.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it, it's funny. I never took that, you know, offensive or things like that. My My best friends and everything always make a little joke. I can see people make a little smirk, smile, that I said something that was not really fit. Yeah because I still sometimes or try to translate a joke from Portuguese or something like that and yeah. going through Portuguese to English and people look at me and I say what the heck you just said my kids tell me all the time uh this can be
0: good in portuguese but in english doesn't make any sense that's so funny <laughs> yeah it's, it's, some things just don't don't translate well. yes yes oh man so when you got over here um and you started your school how long was it before i know you said you kind of had a partner when you first started yes um how long did that partnership last before it was you know doing what you're doing Kind of, so you know.
1: the, uh, the 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 partnership uh, end up. He ended up moving back to Brazil. Okay. And somebody else, a really nice guy, took over uh, the the part of hapkido, you know. And was was a difficult uh, transition because I was building jujitsu a lot and working a lot, and and the hapkido was not getting the same uh, recognition or the same support. So I felt like as much as the guy was uh, an amazing guy, the jujitsu was carrying everything by itself. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, man, you know, I'm working double here, you know, trying to keep this thing up when nothing's being generated on the other side. You right. Know? So I'm going to need all those other hours so I can do more classes. And it just in the end, it doesn't make a lot of sense Right. that I have somebody teaching something else that is not really – even if it was less, it's not a big deal. Yeah, but, you so it's kind of phased But if you have out. six students,
0: you know, it's not really doing much. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and it's hard because you know the area was an expensive area it was here down Manchester too on the 141 and. It, the rant is already a big chunk on it so
0: yeah yeah i mean it's an expensive area. Yes, yeah. yeah so so kind of you then from there just i mean kind of a no-brainer you just kind of have to transition to what people are wanting yes. to learn mm-hmm. right which is jujitsu so then it just became full-time jujitsu at that point yes um i know when you started you only had what like six students yes <laughs> so um, I guess just I'm just gonna recap a little bit for uh-huh. the listeners because I've already had some of your students already on right like Mike Rogers yes yes and um, I mean I've known Hal for a long time and and Steve Berger yes um so a lot of those guys were just um like at least Mike and Steve were like pioneers in like the MMA mm-hmm. scene yes yes um, we
1: we we we're definitely much ahead of the time yeah as uh as a team. You know, and, and had so many challenges that we went. I, I remember in, in submission grappling and things like that, at the time, Pat Militech was coming up, mm-hmm. you know, and we used to meet them in tournaments and things like that. And we used to be very dominant. Let's put that way on tournaments in Peoria or this or that, you know. And uh, so it used to be a, a, a great time, you know. I, I really didn't have it, that many students at the time because I was very hardcore. Yeah, and uh, that's the way I came through, you know. So I didn't knew it a lot of any other way. Yeah, I think everybody needs to be pushed, and and but I was not giving a lot of choice for the guy if
0: he want to get pushed. Let's put that way. Kind of like your your original <laughs> judo instructor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, cool.
1: and 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 then it is because the life it is there. You will do that, and people will just. Um, they will not directly tell you that, oh, that's too much for me. Or, you know, they will just tell you, oh, I have a problem. My wife said this or whatever. Yeah. And they go around and just just quit. So I think that was the biggest difference for me because I think doing jujitsu and growing through jujitsu in a period that I didn't have as much responsibility was harder for me to understand guys who have family, guys who work all day, and giving them the same opportunity of working as hard but earning too. Yeah. So I I grew up with guys, you know, that were, man, I'm going to go to college or whatever, but I'm going to train really hard full time and, you know, and you don't have the responsibilities of having a kid or uh, or working all day. So I never really, when I shift that or start teaching – that was not something that was part of my, of my thinking.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, it's hard because you're not in that place in your yes. life, right? Yes. So
1: for it, me, is everybody got to be a killer.
0: It's like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Either yeah, you're yeah. serious or you're yeah, not. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely probably one of the transitions uh-huh. over the years, right? So
1: I, I don't, I regret and I don't regret. I, I think I, in, on, the, on the way, you know, you're going to miss some people that are really good as people but I wouldn't have the group of killers that I had it. You know, we used to got like yeah go to places and people like, "Oh god." Yeah. You know, they used to look at us and and there's six of us or whatever, any tournament or anything.
0: Yeah, was Todd Fox competing back yes. then. Yes. I, so, I only hear legends. <laughs> yeah. So it was was was
1: a pretty cool feeling. Yeah. You know, everybody was you go to a tournament or you go to a fight or go to it was their, their clan coming together, you yeah. know?
0: Was there any other jujitsu in the city at the time? Uh, I think
1: it had some sambal and things like that. And, and at the time when I came and I did my first seminar, I had a little group of guys who used to have a, a school yeah. underground in Clayton. Okay. You know, and I teach there uh, a couple times. I start there, teach a couple classes there and things like that. But it was a, just a a, uh, a really nice group of guys who love martial arts. I think it was Jay D'Amato, or some, uh, if I believe in the, okay. the right name. Yeah. And he used to have and he used to bring people and teach and things like that, nice, yeah. and all of that. And that's where I think they had it. They used to bring a good friend of mine that was Megaton Diaz. Oh yeah. Uh, to do seminars at the time, sometimes in town, and then when I came, Megaton said, "Hey, and I'm not doing more seminars because that's now, your your town, and you okay. know, and things like that." And that's where I think was the only one. I th- I know they had. Some guys who used to do sambo or things like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: I know. I sat down with with um, with J. W. Right, uh-huh, and I uh-huh. know he was doing some sambo. And um, I wasn't. I don't. I was from a time perspective. I wasn't sure like when that overlapped with yes. you being here or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, obviously, there's like there wasn't really anybody else in town doing any sort of grappling. Yeah, arts. I
1: remember people had no idea really what jiu-jitsu. Everybody thought that was Japanese jujitsu. Yeah. So when they walk into the school, and then UFC. More UFC comes in, they think jiu-jitsu was UFC. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> totally. So I different. used to deal with those crazy walk-ins. that I was like, "Oh, I'm here to do UFC." I'm like, uh, "No, buddy." Yeah, you it's get. Do you jiu-jitsu. still get a lot of that now, or do you get less? No, of, get not less today. Is much mild. We 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 had some crazy times. Uh, through the through the years, we had some crazy visitors and yeah. and, and a lot of stories that would take hours to from people coming to challenge from uh, like from me in the beginning and then as as the things go they used to <laughs> so their way of marketing against me is that tell that oh man you he's crazy don't go there he's gonna hurt you yeah and blah, blah blah I was like no man I'm you know you're not coming all inside of my school and disrespect me and tell they right there's no way sign the release form and that's the deal yeah you know and then the torch start slowly coming towards you know Mike, Todd, all Steve, all of those guys. There, if somebody comes in, I was like, man,
0: let's go to those. If guys. you can
1: do it with those guys first, then, then you come talk with me.
0: Yeah, you know? you're like you're like the 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 head boss. Oh yeah, was well, like all the pitbulls, yeah. all the pit bulls are ready to go. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, man, you've done obviously like you're definitely responsible for growing the sport like in the midwest 100 percent i mean obviously all across the country but you have such a huge system i mean even just here in st louis we have a lot of schools but in nebraska and out in california and illinois like all all throughout the states like do you ever like sit back and think about that like how much just that one decision you making you know back in 97 96 and now it's grown to this
1: yeah I, I sometimes i i do sit back and think and you know and and have parts that i gotta be honest with you that i don't didn't you know i don't know i'm it, the the way even Jiu-Jitsu is progressing in some ways today i'm not happy with you know and but i think it's 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 the nature of of money being involved and all of that but uh you know but i i I like it. I like it. The, the the friendships that I build, and and I know that even if whatever you know, if a different flag or whatever, I'm always being a person who respects everybody. I don't I don't care who you are, what flag you carry. Just be truthful to the martial art. Yeah, you know that the only thing who bothers me is when people are using the martial arts as a way of promoting themselves or Selling to create, you know, friendship or hey yeah. man, you my bro, I'm gonna give you a belt. So it, it, that makes me feel like what I earned it was not the you know like worth yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know? And 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 I don't care how hard it's gonna be for you to earn it, but I think we all need to put dedication in the amount of time. Because is jujitsu, because it is, and can have people better, can have people worse. But I think should it be required the same? I think that's the only thing that sometimes I, I, I upsets me is people jumping to get the belt faster. is yeah. you know, is people giving belts so they can open more affiliates all over and and make profit over them. You know, and then, yeah,
0: that's definitely one of those tough things because as if as the sport gets bigger and the yes. schools get opened, it can almost become about the money and just like giving people promotions that maybe they haven't like put in the time. Um, I'm always so conflicted about. Um, because I think time and belt is very important. Like, how long do you spend that time? Because there's only – there's certain progressions that can only come, like, with time. Like, you can't understand certain movements or, like, certain positions unless you've actually looked at it for a really long time. Yes. So there is something for that. And then you got, like, certain guys who are just, like, amazing grapplers. Yes. So it's like, how do you balance that? But if you have, like, this really high-level grappler, it's like maybe, yeah – his first year, he is capable of beating all these other purple belts. So his grappling ability is really high, but does he have, like, the knowledge of a purple and belt? And I totally agree with you because
1: so, I, I had many guys, and, and my guys can, you know, uh, definitely say it. We had so many amazing athletes. Oh, and yeah. And it's difficult there. Could it be dealing with them. I don't care if you're a black belt. I don't care what you are, you know. The matter was not in how tough they were rolling with them, or how hard it was to submit them. The belt should be connected to your knowledge, yeah. And 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 that's really the key. If I you can be the toughest guy and maybe even beat the black belt by taking him down and play the game and do whatever, but if I tell you, hey, how we break this position apart here for me, right? Or, or a student come to you and says, hey, how do I do to this guy's been putting the foot on my hip and and the guy look and says, "Oh, I don't know. I just do it." Um,
0: yeah, that's uh, a big. There's a that's big a, difference yes. in that. yeah.
1: And, and I think that is the biggest difference because, like, even Mike. Mike is one of my my first and, and great examples on through that. Mike, when he started with me, I was the only one who submits Mike. Yeah. And 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 Mike was this 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 perfect balance of confidence and respect, you know. Mike never in no moment had a, 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 a lack of a confidence or be worried because he got tapped. He was just, he desire for that, oh, one or want more of this. Yeah. But at, at the same time, he always put himself as being as tough as he always been and all that in a position of he always being so respectful to me, you know, yeah. even when he started. It's like, man, you do that. Did you thought about doing this. It's like, yeah, this this movement, this. I was like, I love it. Yeah, you know. And then it, not only through the jujitsu, but our friendship outside of that. You know, it's it's no word. There's no words about it. you know, Yeah. To, to really describe those guys who have been with me for more than 20 years now.
0: Yeah, I mean at this stage in the game you guys are all family.
1: Yes. Yes, and be, it's you know, it's incredible. It's a long journey and you have disappointments on that journey, but when you look the the most the the the, the nuclear of the, the the center of all I'm so happy with the people not only that I met, but the people that I have by my side, and I, I couldn't be happier.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a great community. Um, I love the jujitsu community as a whole, but like Team Vagi is very special. Um, like I think it, it was towards the end of last year, like all the black belts came in and yes. there' was some promotions and you could just feel the energy in the room and just how it's just like a brotherhood and a family and the the guys like you said, the guys that have stuck with you all those years, like all those black belts that are standing up yeah. there it's very it's a very special bond which you you can really and, see and, I, yeah.
1: and I, I'm proud of that that's one thing that I'm proud on it. I won't say that I started that anywhere. Around because I know they have people who think the same way. But I'm proud to say that I started now and and a lot of people jump on the boat of calling their family. Oh, this is my family. When I started, nobody, martial artists should be, I'm the sensei, or I'm this and you that, and you be quiet and you wipe the mat and this, that. And I'm proud to say that I I generate with those guys that sense of friendship, that sense of family. Right. And then now everybody's like, Whoa, oh, you're part of the family of other, you know, other So I'm proud of that because that was something that always attracted me a lot towards Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. Was the bond and that admiration that I have with I still have with friends of mine that I look so much up to it, like Saulo, Renato Barreto, Vini in Brazil. I have I have some guys that I, I always uh, not only as a friends, but you know, like competitors and example of how they they do things and all of that. So it's it's always people that I look up to a lot. So
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean the community, I mean there's there's no shortage of just um just like amazing humans in the community. Yes, and they have
1: some amazing people, the same way they have some yeah lost souls in the middle
0: there are those as well yes <laughs> Yes. <laughs> everything in between so well professor i really appreciate you taking the time today uh, we'll wrap this up i won't take any more of your time um i do want to leave um like the floor to you if there's is anything you want to i don't know maybe like promo if you i don't know if the gym has any sponsors or you know just tell the folks you know how they can come train and check out the gym and and, and look you up
1: yeah, if anybody wanna wanna check it out, the the gym we have our website as www.teamvagi.com, and uh, you know, and I have I have uh, I have two guys who who really have the sponsors that I have there on the wall, you know, they helped me to create this facility here, you know, and and uh, the the Superior Building Group and and Mike Whalen who owns the the Whalen Homes, mm-hmm. they you know I couldn't done. The, the, this location, without the help of those two and many other people, you know that yeah. you know how our com- our family is, and you know uh, if I started with from Rob Stone to the I, I will never stop, you know, from the guys from Omaha who help to put money to buy the mats and this is it's just an incredible community of friendship, there uh, the push and pull each other in moments. That, I think that's the biggest thing for me. I see moments where guys lost their job oh, or yeah. guys are down and and always somebody from the family will pull a string here or that. So, you know, that that for me even more than the martial arts says everything, man.
0: It really does. Yeah. Um and we have such a community of like people from all walks of life.
1: Yes do yes
0: like do this thing.
1: Yeah, I'm finally I finally understanding what Hickson told me years ago. Then when he he came to me and said there what some people I think take out of content, their jujitsu was for everybody. So everybody should be or have the opportunity to dedicate and 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 put their time in and have the opportunity to learn. Doesn't matter how challenging it is for each person in a different way. You know, but I think today people try to use uh, Jiu-Jitsu for everybody so I can give a belt to everybody. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think uh, Hickson's message is there. I don't care if you're a guy who has no confidence, who doesn't – have so many people here, man, that that shift their their attitude in life. Yeah. I had guys who used to walk looking to the ground. Kids who didn't even look on your face, you know, and today are confident looking – looking at you a man who is i know that will transfer this to maybe in the job when he feels that he's getting pushed around or whatever that confidence so i think that i took me (laughs) took me a little time to to understand that you know but it's never too late i still have time i hope (laughs) (laughs) to keep learning you know yeah yeah so that that's for me is 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 something that i think from jujitsu that is really special for me
0: yeah, absolutely. It really, it really can be for everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we'll, we'll end on that note. is uh, good, all right. buddy. All right, everybody. Until next time. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. If you are getting value out of the podcast, do me a favor. Tell a friend. Leave a rating. Leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Share it. Do all of these things um also go check us out at imposedwill.com this ep- this episode and every episode is brought to you by them us me my company um we are here to build a community and to help others uh strengthen their mind and help give them the tools to to be their best selves and to live the life that they want to live so we have a full line of apparel out now uh that is how we are fueling the mission so go check us out you can also get on the mailing list and stay up to date with everything that's going on so until next time guys i will see you then